Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. Where do we start? We have so many projects, conversations to have, and people to introduce you to. But maybe we can start with our Sandbox meetups coming this fall. We'll have opportunities to meet face-to-face and dive deeper into some of our topics in person, over a pint or a cup of coffee or whatever you're drinking that night. Yeah, so if you're anywhere near Rochester, Minnesota, feel free to join us. We'll be announcing those dates soon on our website and on social media. Also, if you aren't anywhere near us and would like to do a Sandbox meetup on your own, we will provide all the resources you need to host a conversation with your people wherever you are. So we'll have details for all of that in the coming weeks. But in the meantime, here's episode 27, Ignited with Haley Scandrett. Welcome to the Sandbox. For today's episode, we're excited to introduce you to Haley Scandrett. Haley is a friend of ours and is co-founder and editor-in-chief of an online magazine for young adults, Ignited. She also runs Ignited's online community group, Ignited Collective, where she facilitates discussions and collective action. In addition to her work for Ignited, Haley is a senior at San Francisco State University where she studies U.S. history and counseling. We had a great conversation with Haley about her work and the inspiration behind it, and we'd like to share that with you now. Welcome, Haley Scandrett. Thank you. Into the Sandbox. It's so good to have you here. Uh, Haley, could you introduce yourself a little bit uh, other than that your name's Haley? Yeah. Um, So I'm 22. I study history and counseling at San Francisco State University. I grew up in San Francisco, um, and a lot of that was influenced, like how I grew up was very largely influenced by um, my dad's nonprofit, Reimagine. And so that's kind of shaped a lot of the background for what we're going to talk about today and uh, for me being me where I'm at right now. That's great. So you've uh, just recently started this kind of online magazine, right? Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Ignited Magazine is starting its fifth month. I mean, technically sixth month, but we took May off because everyone had finals, um, <laughs> which is what happens when you start a magazine for college students. Right. So back in October, I and one of my good friends started talking kind of about our struggles to find faith community in college. And in kind of sharing how we were both feeling about that personally, we discovered that we were both in the situation where we couldn't find spaces that were having conversations that we wanted to have. So he just started college last year, and so he hadn't looked into that stuff as much as I had. I just finished my fourth year of college, Mm -hmm. and I have one left. So Congratulations. uh, Thank you. (laughs) I'm so ready. So I, you know, looked into campus ministry and Mm -hmm. things like that. But like I said, I just couldn't find... The conversations that I wanted to be a part of. And so we kind of went, okay, let's make a space for those conversations. Yeah. Um, because that's generally my instinct with things. <laughs> like, I don't see this happening, so I think I'm going to do it. So that's how we got started. And um, we both grew up in slightly non-traditional faith communities and stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I grew up in intentional community with Reimagine and, you know, Reimagine's approach to spirituality is very like experimental and very focused on practicing what Jesus actually taught. And it's not at all like a traditional church. Mm-hmm. And so 
I've had very little experience with traditional church and it doesn't. And my co-editor is kind of coming from a similar place. He grew up in a church, but um, he's from the South and wasn't a typical Southern church. Okay. And um, we both grew up with parents who run nonprofits and who are very intentional about their spirituality and very intentional about having conversations with us and leading us to own our spirituality from a very young age. And so we found that Lots of other people our age weren't quite where we were at as far as what conversations they wanted to have. And so we were like, how can we facilitate those conversations happening and bring people into that with us instead of looking for something that doesn't exist and wasting time doing that? So what kinds of things were you looking for uh, that you weren't finding? Like I had talked about before, Reimagine and my dad and my mom and a lot of the people I was around growing up. There's a lot of conversation around intentional living and around cultivating a lifestyle that reflects your beliefs and values. And when I was visiting campus ministry groups, it felt like that conversation wasn't happening. Um, people were saying things about how they read their Bibles every day and they set aside time for prayer and why weren't they feeling the closeness they were looking for with their community or with God, and why weren't they feeling fulfilled, and why did everything still feel so hard and detached? And being an outsider, I didn't know how to speak to it. I was like, you guys have a community, and you guys have a language that I don't speak, and I don't know how to come in and try to make these connections that I can see you missing. Mm. Um, and so that was kind of a hard spot to be in. And another reason that when we decided to start Ignited, I was like, good, starting my own space where I set the rules and sure. where I frame the context for our conversations. And you can make those conversations that you've been missing, you know, uh, make, make room for that, and then maybe gather a... a uh, it's a place to, uh, that you can get together let other people like yourselves know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, or we can give people who haven't had the context for discussing this kind of, mm -hmm. or for discussing things in this way, um, we can give them that context. Because mm -hmm. I think um, both my co-editor and I felt really lucky that our parents have given us a framework for discussing some of these things, or just a framework for discussing life and spirituality that a lot of people don't get. Um, and so we were kind of thinking, how do we share that? And... Mm -hmm. Um, bring people into that, especially in the young adult age range where people are starting to take ownership of their spirituality in new ways for the first time. You know, you said that, that you, um, you weren't finding the spaces that you, that you wanted or needed to, to express your faith and, and, and dig a little deeper with, with others who were in that similar space. Um, but also that it was obviously a different point or a different understanding from a lot of the things you were experiencing. Are you, are you finding that this is, is resonating and giving language for um, some of those same people or places where you didn't fit initially, but that maybe by, by sharing this in a very public manner that you're able to open up that conversation a little differently? Yeah. Um, a little bit. Um, like I said, we're still really in the early mm -hmm. stages and stuff, but even things like, um, you know, I'm sharing this all over my Facebook. And actually, growing up in San Francisco, most of my friends are non-religious. And so um, it's been interesting to see who comes out of the woodwork as far as I have a friend who was raised Catholic who ended up writing this really beautiful piece 
um, on doubt for us for the month that I was talking mm-hmm. about. Um, and it's just interesting to see how um, those connections kind of come out mm. and how especially we're really intentional about how we frame our conversations. Um, and it's rewarding to see like if you're really intentional about that, um, people will talk about things in ways that they wouldn't have or will engage um, about faith um, when that might not be a usually a very comfortable thing for them, mm-hmm. um, just because of how you're asking the questions. Yeah, and that was kind of my que- question I was about to ask, is, is just there are people who don't know they have a thing to say mm-hmm. that have, <clears throat> excuse me, there are people who don't know that they have a thing to say that have so much to teach us and so much to say if only we can frame it in such a way as... Um, they know that's safe and that they have a venue and, 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 and a platform to share. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really a big part of our thing is we want, we want our community and our magazine to be a space where we help each other process Mm -hmm. what it means to follow Jesus and what it means to be between the ages of 18 and 26 and just figuring out life and following Jesus. Um, so one thing that we put a lot of emphasis on is just sharing your experiences um, because I think that storytelling holds a lot of power yeah. and um, and that it's much more interesting and engaging to read than um, we were finding that when we didn't put the emphasis on that, sometimes we'd get submissions that were a little too didactic and like, mm the problem with modern Christianity is this, and this is what we should do, and blah, blah, blah. And while those opinions can be very valid, it's not as engaging and it's not as conversational. And so when we're asking people to just share their experiences and we're saying, you have something unique that no one else has because no one else is you experiencing Mm -hmm. life the way you experience it. So you have something you can contribute and you're not putting anything on anyone else that way. So it's a great way to be inclusive and to remind people that they have something to say. Oh, I, I mean, I just can't can't help but see some of the similarities in um, in in our approach yes, to this podcast. Um, I mean, we don't have a clue what we're doing, and this is maybe the second or <laughs> speak, third time. Speak for yourself. <laughs> maybe, the second, <laughs> maybe the second or third time that I've said that a lot on the podcast. Yeah, um, but. I mean that's that's really true, and I think that's that's more true than not um, in in church culture in in uh, our lives as as kind of we're in this massive upheaval of our culture as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's interesting is maybe that's actually not new, but we're seeing it differently. Um, but I think that the thing that has always made a difference is someone who has said, "Okay, but that thing over there doesn't exist." Mm-hmm. And I need that thing. And so what would, what would it look like if we made it? And I, I think that's um, what's interesting about that is that it provides the space, as, as you've said, but it also um, comes with massive risk yes, and massive <laughs> opportunity for failure. Um, and I'm curious, you know, it's only been a few months that you've been working on this so far, but I'm curious if what um, things haven't worked that you've mm-hmm. maybe learned from uh, that have influenced the direction that you're going. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, we definitely haven't figured out outreach stuff yet. Um, part of that is because I have never been involved with a faith community that had other people my age. (laughs) Um, as a middle schooler, I, you know, we did, uh, 
meetings at our house as part of Reimagine. Um, and I was involved with those, and that was probably one of the periods in my life where I was most involved in Reimagine's rhythms and stuff. But everyone else was in their 20s and 30s mm-hmm. and even 40s. Um, there were a few babies. But other than that, me and my brothers were the only kids. Hmm. Um, As a teenager, I tried to start a youth group with a couple of my friends who were vaguely religious, but um, (laughs) (laughs) none of them came from families who who were like my family. Mm -hmm. Um, None of them came from parents with really intentional spiritual practices. And so I was trying to make conversations happen even in that context, Mm -hmm that they didn't know how to have. Hmm. Um, So the outreach stuff has definitely been challenging just because on my end, I don't have a pool. Um, And I'm not going to speak for my co-editor, but I think that he's found some challenges just based on um, the kinds of conversations um, that kids who grew up in the South know how to have. And I don't know much about that because it's a very different culture from Mm. San Francisco. Mm. Um, But I think that, you know, that's just finding people has been a challenge. And then within that, trying to make sure that our prompts push people, but are also accessible to people who grew up in a, you know, in a variety of different ways and who speak different languages as far as faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of thing. So those things have been challenges and there have been some months where, you know, including me and my editor, three people total right mm-hmm. for the magazine and things like that. Um, but I'm trying not to be discouraged by that kind of thing. A, because if Ignited is getting me writing, that's one good thing. <laughs> sure. That was, you know, that was kind of a selfish reason, reason for starting it is... Sure. I wanted motivation to write and I wanted to feel like uh, my writing was going towards a larger conversation that was happening. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a bonus. Mm -hmm. Um, But also because, you know, we're just building and, um, you know, I am planning on doing a meetup at Wild Goose this summer and I'll have business cards made before that and hopefully we'll get some outreach done there. Make sure you have some clipboards. Clipboards. Because you got to have clipboards because then it's official. Then you mean business. Then it's all business. (laughs) No, but that's great. So a meetup at Wild Goose. Yes. And you, you know, you're based out of uh, San Francisco State. I'm getting that correct, right? Yeah. I mean, I live at home. Right. No, but I mean, that's your, that's your school and, Mm -hmm. and, and you are trying to make a network across with other universities and other people at other places. Is that happening yet? um, Is that what the... I mean, Ignited isn't really tied to my school. I don't know very many people at my school. Sure. And my co-editor is at school in Kentucky. Okay. And so, um, but I mean, we're just trying to make a network across the country. And not everyone in our age range is going to be in college. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we're definitely trying to build all over. So how do you build that network? Like what, what, and what, you know, are you pulling on contacts and people that you've known and, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing or lots of it so far has just been who do we know and then tell those people to tell people they know yeah um so you know we've been lo- relying on that a bit social media you know mm-hmm. does do something to some extent mm-hmm. um but yeah we're definitely i'm definitely looking at 
plugging into spaces like Wild Goose and, you know, finding spaces where I have a captive audience of people who mm-hmm. already are going to share some interests mm-hmm. and, um, you know, telling them what we're doing. Very good. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, one of the phrases that we've used over time with this podcast is to be a curator of conversations. Mm-hmm. And, and I hear that that is something that, that you're also Yeah, you're also for doing. sure. It was funny. I went on your guys' website uh, a couple days ago, and I was reading, like, the About Us and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is totally, like, <laughs> we're about very similar things mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just so I'm I'm just thinking. So last last summer was our our first time at, at Wild Goose, mm-hmm. um, and I had a very similar experience. Like, oh my gosh! Like, I I d- distinctly remember a couple times throughout throughout the the few days, but one of the first few hours we were there, and I was like looking over at Noel, and I was just like, these are my people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just like. But I think that's um, that was really helpful for me because I realized. Uh, that that there there were actually those conversations happening, but mm-hmm. I think um, it's so it can be so lonely and difficult um, when there's such a small group of people or maybe even no one that is um, that you feel like you can have those conversations with and you feel like you're resonating with on that really deep spiritual level. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that the work you're doing and putting this together is incredibly important um, because if you need it, you're probably not the only one that needs it. Um, and someone might need it that doesn't even have a clue that they need it until they stumble on it. And then they realize, oh my gosh, this is my people. Like, this is the stuff, right? So um, I just think that's that's incredibly important. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the dream is that we're creating something for other people so that when they stumble upon mm-hmm. it, they feel like they've mm-hmm. found their people. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, uh, it's also um, just kind of the willingness to create. You know, the mm-hmm. willingness to say, it may not go well, it may not last forever, it may not whatever, but um, you're helping develop a community and, and build the world in a, in a better way by also providing that space. I see it coming together as well, because you're hungry for this. Mm-hmm. And you have a co-editor in Kentucky mm-hmm. who's saying, yes, I, yeah, that, yeah. right? And then there are people at Wild Goose who are like the yeah, and and for those who are listening who may not know what Wild Goose is, mm-hmm. um, I know what it is. I haven't been yet because I'm lame. Um, <laughs> I mean, we were all thinking it. Yeah, you know, I could see it. I could see it. I was feeling it. Um, say a word about Wild Goose. Um, Wild Goose is a faith, arts, and social justice festival held in North Carolina every summer. With awesome people, speakers, yep. musicians, authors. artisans, authors. Yep. Uh, yeah, you know, and it's, and, and it's, I've seen the pictures and, and you're out and you're intense and you're hanging out and you're being um, this community of people from all over who converge on a spot and, mm-hmm. and dive deep with each other. Um, yeah, and I think one of the beautiful things about Wild Goose is there is actually a very wide variety of different kinds of people there. Sure. But I think what everyone shares is this common willingness to get messy and to have these hard conversations and know that we might not land on something that ties it all together with a bow, but we're all in process together yeah. and we need each other to mm. keep going through that process. And that's what... 
it's really meaningful to me about Wild Goose. So you gather with this group of people who's a work in progress, like all of us are, mm-hmm. but they're having these conversations, and, and you're having it along with your co-editor in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And does your co-editor in Kentucky have a name? <laughs> <laughs> His name is Brent. He's actually from Tennessee, but at school in Kentucky. Okay. So, yeah. so Brent, uh, you know, and you get together, and then you have... Um, at Wild Goose, and, and, and it's some of the same kinds of things that we're attempting, and, and I know that there are others just from conversations that we've had that are doing a similar thing, mm-hmm. and, and we are scattered all over the country. And, you know, it, it's just a matter of trying to say, how can we all work together yeah. to build uh, something even uh, stronger, more, more beautiful? Mm-hmm. And as Chris was saying, just we, we might fail at this. Um, but can failure be fascinating and can we learn what that next thing is? Yeah. The seeds of the next thing are already being there. Yeah. Well, and I think just recognizing that across different cultures and different experiences, so many of us are feeling this very deep longing Mm. for authentic spaces of process in our faith. Yeah. Um, And that, that hasn't, that's a need that hasn't necessarily been being filled by our traditional faith institutions and Mm -hmm. so i feel like especially maybe it's something that's always been going on and something that's always churning but i feel like i've been noticing so much in Mm -hmm. the last few years just lots of people going okay what we've been doing isn't feeding this need so you know people are starting Mm -hmm. things and people we're all trying to figure it out but it's encouraging to me that so many of us are feeling that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that that we're in this time of of uh flipping it all on its head and the and the flipping it on its head part is not necessarily comfortable Mm -hmm. um but i think it it is what helps us reorient ourselves afterwards uh into something where we are able to find meaning and share that with each other yeah well and i think something something that's an interesting perspective for me is that Um, a lot of this stuff doesn't require flipping my experience on its head because I've already grown up in a flipped, (laughs) in a flipped environment. So, um, so it's been interesting to me figuring out how to have these conversations with people who are having to do that flipping, Mm. um, and trying to make sure that I'm asking questions and facilitating those conversations in ways that bring those people in, Mm. um, because I've been trying to recognize that I have a very unique perspective and that there are very good things about that. Um, but it also means that my process is very unique. I mean, all of our processes are, but um, I tend to ha- have a very hard time finding other people who share that process. Um, and so, you know, thinking about that in, um, in facilitating conversations mm-hmm. has been, I think, another growth area for me and for the magazine. Yeah. So 18 to 26. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, I just, so I, I've actually read several of the, of the pieces from it uh, and uh, I've been really genuinely interested in, and impressed and I'm 27. So like, I just don't quite make it. Um, but what I'm curious about is, is, uh, I, I don't know, like I, how, trying to figure out what i what i actually am trying to ask here um there are some experiences and, and ideas and perspectives that are going to be helpful uh mm-hmm. that a 19 year old might write 
that is exactly what I need to hear. Yeah. Um, and so I'm curious if you've thought about that at all and what that might look like uh, for people who are trying to engage with you mm -hmm. uh, culturally around topics and ideas, but maybe the experience is slightly different. Yeah. Um, um, so... So we have two Facebook pages. We have the collective and then we have our public Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And I invite people of all ages to comment, interact, read things on our public Facebook mm -hmm. page. Because for one thing, I think it's really important that young people's voices are heard by people mm -hmm. who aren't just mm -hmm. young people. Um, because I think sometimes as young people, we can feel like and older people can feel like this as well, like we don't have enough experience to talk about this stuff and what we say couldn't possibly be helpful to anyone who isn't even younger than we are. Um, and I think that that's just not true because humans just have experiences that are helpful to other humans. Um, but with that being said, we're also recognizing that in this stage of emerging adulthood, which is what mm -hmm. they call it in developmental psychology, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are variables in our life that won't necessarily be there when we're 35. And mm. there are variables in many 35-year-olds' lives that aren't in ours yet. Um, so we do also want to recognize, like, this is a unique time to be a person. Mm -hmm. And we want to be keeping that in mind when we're talking with each other and, you know, be going, okay, we're just figuring out how to be people. Like, <laughs> and everyone's doing that always. But it's very intense when you're just like yeah. living away from your parents for the first time or for the first time you going to church is actually a choice and not just a family obligation. Um, so we definitely, you know, we want to have that for our conversations with each other, but you know, on some of the broader themes that we talk about, they're, you know, they're not age related themes. Right. Um, so, you know, we definitely invite people of all ages to interact mm -hmm. with, you know, the conversations we're having, even if we don't publish them. Um, but we've also talked about having, you know, guests mm. who are older. So, you mm -hmm. know, there may be hope for you yet. <laughs> <laughs> I may have a chance. No, I just, I just think it's interesting because I, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying and I, and I totally agree with it. You know, I think that having that space specifically for that, that age group is, is incredibly important. And for any yeah. age group, I mean, you need people who, um, are experiencing what you're experiencing and that's part of the space you're creating. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, it's just interesting for me to see the way that, you know, and I'm not that far outside it, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I pretty much <laughs> just missed it. <laughs> um, but it's interesting to me how, um, as you were saying that, that, that experience is actually helpful for someone. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, that, that does become also a public thing is, yeah. It's just unique. Uh, often we can we can isolate by age or or whatever else, what other th mm -hmm. other thing we're separating ourselves out by. Um, and while that space is good, it it actually is is beneficial to both groups. Yeah. Well, and that's you know one benefit of having a public online magazine instead of us having a Bible study that's just us mm -hmm. kids. You know, like um, we're processing all of this stuff in front of people. And inviting them to respond to our processing, but also going, but our process is ours right now as well. And so I think it's a nice balance of 
you're welcome to observe, but <laughs> keep your full mouth shut. <laughs> you know, I mean, because that's that's part of it. I mean, part of part of having uh, boundaries is is they are there so that voices can be heard, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and um, and it doesn't matter. You know, if you're you're making a venue for some voices to be heard, and others are saying, yeah, 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 but what about me? What about my voice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe your voice has been heard enough. But it, and, and your voice is still important. Yeah. But we need these voices to be heard now. Yeah. There are times and places where certain voices are the ones that are needing to be heard, and they're often not the ones that are the loudest. Yeah, yeah. This is so good. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's... um. I, I love what we're able to do and create and make using technology and all of its awesomeness and all of its shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a tool um, uh, to, to bring people together and make, hopefully make something beautiful yeah. take place. So thank you for your work. Thank you. Yeah, and, I, and I can't wait to share it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, with, with people who are listening to what we're doing and publicizing it through, through our stuff as well. So, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Mm. I really appreciate what you guys do as well. And hoping that, you know, by talking to you guys, you know, maybe some people who listen to you guys will be able to find their space, mm-hmm. um, at Ignited as well. Yeah. Yeah. Give you the patented sandbox bump. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You'll get exactly one more person reading within the next six months. (laughs) Well, if that person finds their space, then it's totally worth it. That's sweet. That's sweet. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. As I take a step back and I look at what Haley has done in making this magazine... It's absolutely remarkable to me. It reminds me of something I learned in school years ago. See, there's this teaching, belief, understanding within the church that says, God created everything ex nihilo, which means in Latin, God created everything from nothing. So where there was once nothing, there is now something. With nothing out there, God The author of the Big Bang makes everything. Where there was once nothing, there are now planets, galaxies, rivers, streams, black holes, canyons, trees, animals, and people. We have this explosively dynamic, creative God who makes everything that is out of nothing and then invites us to be co-creators. God makes things and then has the audacity to invite us into that explosive, dynamic, creative energy so that we can also make things. The punchline? If it doesn't exist yet, maybe it should. If it isn't there, maybe you are just the one to write it, sculpt it, sing it, dance it, record it, build it, paint it, knit it, bring it into being. Maybe you are a person of faith And you want desperately to have conversations about faith and and learn, but nobody is having those conversations yet. Haley shows us that you can do that. Maybe you want to join her in her work and contribute to the beautiful forum that she has created. But maybe your passion is to make something else. Then do it. Go for it. You are created to be creative. We all are. So what's the holdup? What is stopping you? You, 
are a wildly explosive, powerful, dynamic co-creator. Maybe it's time to get busy and make something. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. If you or someone you know might be interested in the work of Haley and the others at Ignited, visit ignitedmag.com. In a couple of weeks, we'll be sharing a conversation we had with our friends from City Health. They're doing some work around what they call mapping the genome of the human spirit, looking at new ways of understanding how our spiritual well-being influences our health. Again, thanks for listening to the Sandbox Podcast. If you want to stay in touch with us, sign up for our email updates via our website, connect with us through Facebook and Twitter, and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Most importantly, share this podcast with someone who might like it. There is always more room in the Sandbox. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Please watch your step as you exit the Sandbox. <laughs>